You heard that safe drivers get rewarded with Snapshot from Progressive, so you went online to check it out. But then you saw an ad for a vintage baseball cap, and now you find yourself checking the stats of that team's second baseman in 97, wondering why his stolen base total dropped after his rookie season. Wonder how much his rookie card is worth. Yes, they said it was easy to save money with Snapshot from Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. Welcome to this week's episode of the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast. Kunal, I'm going to get straight to the point. We've had five one-two finishes for Mercedes. What do you think? Well, honestly, there are two ways of looking at F1 2019. The first one is where you can be bored, can complain and then zone out of watching the season. And, you know, there's absolute reason for anyone or all of us to do that. But the second one is how I probably would prefer to do it, which is to embrace it. You know, it's to see how the season unfolds and, you know, who might well know that history could well be made by Mercedes out here. Yeah, Kunal, that's an interesting perspective. And I know that by history being made, you mean just watching Mercedes pull out performances that literally every team on the grid would just be dreaming of doing, dying to do. Yes, you're right. Because let's remember, every team wants to dominate the way Mercedes are dominating. That's what they're constantly trying to do. They do not want to have competition. But... When I speak of history being made, you know, I also wonder if history is going to be made with regards to Ferrari. Where are they going to go from here? Just how many more races this season will they have to use team orders? Yeah, you know, I've long been saying this, that 2019 could well be about how deep Ferrari manages to dig their own hole of failures. Yes, I'll tell you what, let's really make a list of the 10 ways to deal with Mercedes's dominance in 2019. So... You know, in, I'll go with the first point. Uh, the first point could, of course, be quit watching Formula 1. Why don't you just watch Formula E? Because unpredictability is, you know, Formula E's hallmark. The first eight races had eight different winners from eight different teams winning an e So, like I said, if you want unpredictability and absolute chaos on track... Formula E is probably the series you could watch. Yeah, and Kunal, Mercedes' affiliate team in Formula E, HWA Race Labs, they're struggling. So that almost seems to be like the balance in the motorsport equation for (laughs) Formula 1. You sound like Morpheus and the Oracle from the movie The Matrix. Yeah, (laughs) and since I also follow MotoGP, I'm going to add that as my second recommendation for how you guys can deal with the Mercedes dominance. Guys, just switch from four wheels to two wheels, switch to MotoGP. And yes, the same names are winning, but definitely the competition is way more open. Yes, honestly, I can't wait to see Valentino Rossi back on the top step of the podium. We've already seen Alex Rins out there. I don't follow MotoGP as closely as you do, I know, but I still know of the the key riders and the teams and what they're doing. There's Jorge Lorenzo, there's Maverick Vinales. Basically, top riders from several uh, top teams waiting to make their mark this season. Uh, I'll also go with the third point to deal uh, with Mercedes' dominance in F1 2019. I would, you know, probably recommend that you tune in to only watching qualifying on Saturdays because for me personally, qualifying is the highlight of a Grand Prix weekend, at least for now. 
there are four drivers who can fight for pole position yeah and then there's max verstappen who has consistently been spitting the ferraris he is one driver to watch out for or kunal our listeners can just do what i've been doing watch qualifying to see how many q1 exits lance stroll will have by the end of the season <laughs> how much bad luck he you, can basically accumulate <laughs> bad luck is <laughs> you're just Ouch. being cruel but uh you know he's had nine consecutive q1 exits from what i remember and also let's put it this way there is no guarantee of which midfield team is going to make it into q3 because we've had all of them make it into q3 at different points of time and different races in the season in fact this leads me to my next suggestion guys the way you all can deal with the mercedes dominance is basically following formula 1.5 the battle for the best of the rest on the grid and in fact here too we've seen different teams and drivers finish as the best of the rest in different races so we've had racing point mclaren alfa romeo all clinch that title but i must tell you it's an absolute coincidence that the fourth point in our top things to do top 10 things to do to deal with mercedes's dominance is watching formula 1.5 it is purely coincidence <laughs> are you sure are you sure <laughs> yeah it's not the best of the rest point but you know But my classification for F1 2019 is that Mercedes are the only team operating on Formula 1 rules and regulations. Uh, Ferrari and Red Bull are fighting to lead the Formula 1.5 battle. That's how I see it. Yeah, and that basically makes Max Verstappen the leader of the Formula 1.5 uh, <laughs> World Championship. I wonder if this has ever happened before. <laughs> well, what also hasn't happened before is Max Verstappen having such a clean start to a season. He has been my hallmark to watch in 2019. I mean, amidst all the Mercedes dominance, we've forgotten to applaud what Verstappen has put up out there. And uh, you know, I will repeat number five as embrace on our list because there are still so many races left this season—16 races to go. And uh, you know, let's just watch the season as it is, without any expectations, with no strings attached. You know, will Kevin Magnussen and Roman Grosjean take each other out at some point of time in the season? How much slower can Williams go in 2019? Will Robert Kubica get replaced? And you know, going back to Haas, how soon before they realize that their title sponsor is possibly a dud company with 90 million empty cans lying in a warehouse somewhere? I really wonder if Haas are getting paid at all for their title sponsorship. <laughs> Honestly, there are so many narratives. I'm wondering will the nightmare ever end for Daniel Ricardo and Pierre Gasly? Will he get replaced by uh, Albon or will Kvyat get re-promoted? I don't know, re-re-promoted. And could I ask a question how much more backwards can Renault go in 2019? So Cyril said that Renault spends as much money as Toro Rosso and has lesser resources than McLaren. First things first. I know why you said Cyril and not Abitay Bol because I know his <laughs> last name is a little difficult to pronounce. But second thing, <laughs> no, I just got it right by fluke. But the second point, which is lesser resources than McLaren, is actually true for most midfield teams. But I must say that Renault too are overselling their agenda for 2021. I think more than us they've definitely oversold their agenda to Hulkenberg and Daniel Ricardo because Cyril said that Renault are waiting for 2021 and they're going to focus everything for then uh, when there will be budget limitations of course Right so my sixth point on the list of how to deal with Mercedes's dominance for 2019 is about protest 
you know, we as fans have every right to protest against Formula One because we are trading time and money with Formula One. And uh, those going to the races can protest in the stands. Those watching it online or on television can protest on social media. Mind you, I'm not saying or I'm not calling for a protest. I am just adding it to our list of how to deal with Mercedes's dominance. Kunal, you sound like those rebel leaders out there <laughs> asking Formula One fans to pick up, pick up their arms and protest. No arms, <laughs> just keyboard warriors. That's what we all are. Anyway, you know, I'm not sure that Liberty Media is even listening. I mean, they're only listening to the teams on the 2021 regulations. And I think they're listening only to the top three teams on the 2021 regulations. But... We said this the last episode, we say it again, Formula One is overselling its 2021 agenda. If you're hoping to wake up to the 2021 Australian Grand Prix tomorrow, mind you, we may still just see Formula One suffering from the same issues as it currently does. Yeah, and maybe Mercedes will still be dominating. Who knows? Yeah, there will still be lack of overtaking. (laughs) There will still be unequal payments and so on and so forth. I'm wondering if Sebastian Vettel will be in the sport though, 2021. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, but Kunal, it may well be that Saudi Arabia will host the opening round of the Formula 1 season in 2021. They're already hosting the opening round of Formula E. Right, which reminds me, amidst the whole Dutch Grand Prix... Uh, you know, discussions that we will have later on in the show. Formula One could race in Marrakesh in Morocco, in Morocco, sorry. And I wonder if Formula E is now opening up newer avenues for Formula One. Like that just sounds so different and so unexpected, you know. Yeah. The seventh way that, you know, you guys can actually deal with Mercedes's dominance this season is follow Fernando Alonso's progress outside Formula One. Uh, His plans for 2020 are completely open. And for now, he's preparing for the Indy 500, which, guys, is just in a few weeks from now. Qualifying is in a few hours as we record this episode, actually. Yeah, and Kunal, in the opening, uh, in the official practice, uh, Alonso actually had a crash. It was a driver error. When do you think was the last time that we saw Fernando Alonso make a driver error? You know, that's a brilliant question. I do not have an answer to I think Formula 1 cars, or at least the Formula 1 cars that were, you know, built for Fernando Alonso were never almost fast enough for Alonso to, you know, make a driver <laughs> error. And uh, I, I still can't have a single driver error come up in my mind. But guys, if you are aware of the last driver error Fernando Alonso made... Please write to us via Facebook. We are Inside Line F1 Podcast on Facebook as well. And so this is so strange, but I think Pastor Maldonado has found his way from being a pseudo Formula One recovery truck driver to doing the same for IndyCar. <laughs> yeah, the uh, recovery truck crane arm incidents or accidents in Baku and Indy, they're just too eerily similar to be coincidental. And since we're talking of crashes, One of the latest inductees in the Red Bull Racing Junior Driver Program, Patricio Oward, had a crash in IndyCar practice as well. Let's hope that we have a clean race. There are not too many, you know, career-threatening crashes that happen at the Indy 500. I hope so. Yes. And in the build-up to to Fernando Alonso's Indy 500 attempt, uh, you know, it's it's been a little bit unusual and... uh, This is exactly why I believe Fernando Alonso is going to rise up to deliver his best. And uh, I keep being told that, you know, the WEC made Alonso a better driver. But I'm pretty certain that Alonso also made a better series out of the WEC. And since you mentioned that Alonso's calendar for 2020 is completely empty. Yes, Kunal, let's get him on the Inside Line Formula One podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I am not surprised you you had the jump on me on that, but... 
I, I, I really hope that top teams were this excited in their reaction in the very manner that you are each time you know that Fernando Alonso's you know, probably going to be more available come 2020. I mean, I know why top teams in Formula 1 aren't as excited, but whatever. I really wish that they were. And uh, I also wonder if Fernando Alonso could be uh, the proper answer to Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes's domination in Formula 1. I don't know. Okay, guys, so the eighth item on our list of how you can survive this whole Mercedes onslaught, rewatch the Drive to Survive series on Netflix. And Kunal, at least there, there's only Formula 1.5 and Red Bull Racing. There's no Ferrari and there's no Mercedes. <laughs> Thankfully. Yes, and there's absolutely, you know, no mention of the Mercedes dominance or the repeated failures of Ferrari. So it's refreshingly different. Guys, yes. watch it. I hear that Ferrari and Mercedes will are, are contemplating to feature in Season 2. But yes, I agree that watching the Netflix show is definitely recommended. There's been so many new fans for Formula One and for our show, thanks to the Netflix documentary. And so the ninth point on our list of how to survive Mercedes this season, guys, listen to the Inside Line Formula One podcast. (laughs) And you know what? You can listen to all our past episodes as well, because we talk about the entire week that was in Formula One, not just about the races. And guys, we're very um, balanced. We don't only talk about Mercedes here. (laughs) Well, and we've had some really famous Formula One drivers on our show. We've had Mika Hakkinen, David Coulthard, Nico Rosberg, Nico Hulkenberg, Sergio Perez, Esteban Ocon, Charles Leclerc, and I'm not going to brag, but there have been several many more of driver appearances on our show. And we are really proud of the stories that we bring to you. They are different, they are well-researched, and have a dash of humor. And in fact, we haven't had a Mercedes driver on our show recently. A recent Mercedes yes. driver, yes. yes. So, so. Which reminds me, guys, remember to subscribe to us on iTunes and Audio Boom and on Google Podcasts for your weekly dose of Formula One humor. And uh, the, final li- the final point, the 10th point on our list of how to deal with Mercedes' dominance in 2019 is where I would say tune in to the ra- race broadcast on the Formula One app. Go there and spend time just listening to all the radio messages that are relayed on the app. And and the reason why I say on the app is because not all of them show up on the television feed. In fact, why are F1 TV just follow your favorite driver's onboard camera? And guys, y'all can watch the race differently. But just make sure that y'all remember to turn off the biased commentary. I would also, in fact, recommend uh, following Formula One social media handles because they are more fun and entertaining than the sport itself. So, you know, I would say, in fact, follow Formula One everywhere but the live race feed. In fact, Kunal, in the last race in Spain, there was this really exciting midfield battle that we probably all missed. Kimi Raikkonen and Sergio Perez, they were battling wheel to wheel, like literally banging wheels. It was very interesting. Well, there you go. Hope you guys have enjoyed our list of 10 ways to deal with Mercedes' dominance in 2019. But don't worry, this is not the end of our show. We have more. And I'm going to go get started with the circuit of Zandvoort, the Dutch Grand Prix, and how this is great news for the Dutch Formula 1 fans. Kural, you mean the Verstappen fans? And for Max Verstappen himself, actually. Okay, I'm going to bet with you how soon before a grandstand section is named after Max Verstappen. Well, do you mean that the circuit isn't entirely named after Max Verstappen already. (laughs) Close enough. You know, did you know that Mercedes could actually win the Mercedes German Grand Prix this year because they are title sponsors. They've actually paid to make sure that the race remains on the calendar. 
but it may not be so next year at least. Anyway, back to Zandvoort, which we're talking about for the 2020 Formula 1 season. I must say that I am a bit surprised at the fan reactions. I mean, I can understand that the drivers are a bit cautious because pretty much all of them have raced there at some point of time in the junior Formula And they know that overtaking can be difficult. But I can't figure what is with the fans because if Formula 1 announces a Tilke-designed circuit, fans have a problem. Now, here's Formula 1's gone and announced a non-Tilke circuit, you know, somewhat of a classic of a Formula 1 Grand Prix circuit. And fans still have a problem. Do you have a problem? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're taking your advice of protesting all too seriously, Kunal. But anyway, guys, did you know that John Hugenholz, he's the guy who designed the circuit of Zandut. He's also the one who designed Suzuka. I actually do think that sometimes we all ought to be a little less critical of the sport and appreciate what we have. Yes, you're being very philosophical, which reminds me of Martin Brundle's column that went viral after the Spanish Grand Prix. There was a lot of philosophy and logic in his column as well. Honestly, I think we all know how and what we want Formula One to be. And in fact, I'm sure Formula One itself knows that. But honestly, ideas belong to those who execute them. You know, this was a classic management mantra that we keep talking about in the corporate world. And I think it applies here. Which reminds me of another classic. One including the none other than Kimi Raikkonen. Not surprisingly. So Raikkonen was recently asked if his role at Alfa Romeo was different than that at Ferrari. And guess what Raikkonen said? He said, no, the role isn't any different than what he did at Ferrari, which is to drive a racing car. (laughs) (laughs) Kunal, that's my man. Kimi Raikkonen for you guys. Anyway, Kunal, I know we have the pre-Monaco Grand Prix podcast in a few days, so I think we should wrap up this podcast. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that you follow the 10 ways of dealing with Mercedes' dominance in 2019. My personal favorite is number five. Just embrace what's being thrown at us right now. Because like 2021 and Chase Carey, I'm going to say better days are just ahead. And if you guys have any other suggestions, just write to us. We'll be happy to learn. Adios. If you look around, you'll see the world can be pretty smart. Okay, very smart. At Capella University, we think education should be smart too. That's why we're reshaping online learning with our FlexPath format. You can set your own deadlines, take classes at your own pace, even leverage your previous experience to move faster. So when it comes to earning your bachelor's degree, you know what kind of choice to make. A smart one. Visit capella.edu to learn more. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter.